0: The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Let's get started. They bought their tickets.
1: They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash.
0: This is Geek Counter Geek. Geeks! With Misty Callahan and Keith Conrad.
1: Well, maybe it's one of those other shows, like Outer Limits.
0: Confuse the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits? Do you even know me? Geek Counter Geek number one forty-seven. I'm Keith Conrad, joined as always by uh, Misty Callahan over there. Hi, Misty.
1: Hey, Keith.
0: Hello, everybody. Now, big news: we actually got the Twitter account back.
1: Woohoo! That is good news.
0: At Geek Counter Geek on Twitter. So, not sure what happened there. There are some theories, but you know, we won't get into that.
1: Yeah. Well, the the. the the good news is it's back, so make sure you give us a follow at Geek Counter Geek. Also, happy belated holidays, everybody!
0: Yes, and we uh, we kind of went burned through our, uh, our our Christmas bucket list of mm-hmm. uh, of movies and TV shows and Rankin and Bass things. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm sure everybody else did. Yeah. Uh, didn't watch uh, uh, a Christmas story?
1: You know, here's the thing. Um, I'm kind of over a Christmas story and I know that's probably like sacrilegious to some people, but like after they did like what was it, the live action musical on the on TV or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the that live was pretty musical, bad. I was like, you know what, I'm done. I'm yeah. checking out. So yeah, I'm good.
0: Well and the funny thing is there was like an actual legit stage musical and I and I heard that was pretty decent. But But the the one they showed on T V was kind yeah. of meh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what yeah, they whatever. what they did to screw that up, but they did. They did. They did. So. And uh, by the way, it's worth pointing out that uh, this week is the twentieth anniversary of Galaxy Quest. Ooh,
1: which uh, that's a great movie.
0: Uh, which, by the way, funny story about Galaxy Quest. You know, uh, he uh, mm-hmm. the, the captain guy fights a rock monster in that movie.
1: Rock monster. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And uh, that was actually from, uh, from Star Trek Five.
1: Oh. Because
0: uh, William Shatner directed that one. Mm-hmm. And he wanted, like, the climax to be. He was fighting this giant rock monster. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, from a special effects standpoint, that was just going to be too difficult. So it ended up getting cut from the budget.
1: Oh. Uh, well, and so they put it in that movie. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm glad they put it in Galaxy, Galaxy Quest, so at least we got to see someone fighting a rock monster, <laughs> whether it be Captain Kirk or otherwise.
0: Yeah. You, you knew eventually somebody was going to fight a rock monster. Yes. Yeah. Very true. So, uh, you know... Uh, a
1: couple of interesting things have come and gone. Since, well, not really gone, I guess. Um, since the last time we recorded uh, Rise of Skywalker and the season finale of... Mandalorian
0: well let's talk about the the Mandalorian first Mm -hmm. Uh, your thoughts on the season good bad
1: I absolutely adore this show like at first I didn't know how I'm sure we could rewind you know go to the tapes of when we when we first started watching the Mandalorian it was like how involved can you get with a character that you don't see his face ever really Um, but the way they did it was so good And um, they very much did it in the spirit of, like, an old Western set in space, you know? So I I absolutely love the series so far. I can't wait for season two. Um, So, yeah, I mean.
0: Which, by the way, I could be completely wrong about this. And somebody, Mm -hmm. if I am wrong about it, tell Mm -hmm. me on Twitter, at Keith R. Conrad. Mm -hmm. But I have seen uh, Clone Wars and Mm -hmm. Rebels. Yeah. Yeah. Both of which mention Mandalore quite a bit, mm-hmm. and I don't remember hearing anything about them never taking their helmet off.
1: Well, maybe this is like so, their opportunity to do a deep dive.
0: Yeah, so I feel like that's something they mm-hmm. they may have just made up for the series, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure about that. So, so mm-hmm. somebody listen, I could check Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> so somebody else should let me know about yeah. that because I'm I'm. Yeah, I remember seeing people walking around Mandalore without helmets on. And, uh, you know, Sabine, one of the main characters in Star Wars Rebels, uh, she was Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. She was always taking her helmet off. Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. But at at any rate, in this series, it works.
1: Yeah, the way they did it is done really well. Um, The characters are fantastic. And, of course, there's Baby Yoda. Um, Right. Who stole the show. Who stole the show. And yes, we know his name isn't really Baby Yoda. It's just the child. But until they name him or name Yoda species, which will never happen, it'll just be a Baby Yoda.
0: And uh, yeah, that's a little like, you know, Frankenstein versus Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's going to be like this this group of uh, nerdy super fans who are like, actually, mm-hmm. he's not Baby Yoda.
1: Yeah. But yeah, so... Two thumbs up for the Mandalorian. Should we get into that last the season finale and do some spoilers?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. By by the way, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the season finale.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you have been warned. Um, what I thought they did really, really well was the redemption of like um, the hunter robot or the the droid. Excuse me, um, and uh, it turned him into like a nurse droid. And he had just he ended up sacrificing himself for Baby Yoda and like the the, the crew. Also we finally get to see uh, Mando's face um, and get his name. Din Din Jardin, I think it was Din Jardin. Jardinaire. No, not yeah. Jardiner. <laughs> anyway, I guess you could kind of call him that. Anyway, um, it's so cool because you know Pedro Pascal's playing the Mandalorian, but when you see him, you're like, ooh, it's Pedro Pascal, <laughs> you know?
0: Actually, didn't you say that uh, like there's been other people in the suit? Like there, there well, were, there, there were was episodes. one. No, I guess yeah. there was
1: like an episode or two where um, Pedro couldn't uh, come to the filming or whatever, and so they had somebody else in the suit.
0: Which, by the way, is, is very convenient. Yeah. you could just have anybody for there there's literally one beat in mm-hmm. the season where you actually saw his face other than that he could have just voiced all the parts for him
1: yeah and uh, I, I absolutely loved baby Yoda using his little force powers to help everybody out um I absolutely adore the female Mandalorian they call her the armorer i want to know I want more of her in season two she totally kicks butt um, and then we got to see a dark saber.
0: At the well, end. yeah, the dark saber. Because I actually had to look that up because uh, it, the dark saber factored into both Clone Wars and Rebels. Mm-hmm. But I actually had to look it up to see if there was, if there were, you know, possibly more dark sabers. I think or it's if there just was the just one. the one, and there, there, there is just the one.
1: And it's tightly um, linked with Mandalore.
0: Well, and it makes sense because the the guy, and I, I'm not sure if we. Never even got his name. He had been like the imperial guy on Mandalore, Isn't and like, so uh,
1: Moff—I want to say Moffat, but it's that something it like was,
0: it. He was—he was—he was, he was Moff, Moff something. Yeah, like like Moff, Grand Moff Tarkin. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh so the the last time we saw the Black Saber, mm-hmm. uh, Sabine in Star Wars Rebels had actually given it to someone on Mandalore, which made them like the the mm-hmm. new ruler of mandalore so if nothing else that makes sense uh that would that would mean that uh something bad happened to them yeah in the interim
1: well according to uh, uh the last episode um the doff marfit or whatever his forgive me guys is i want to say moff or whatever anyway um he uh was uh, guilty of war crimes and he is. um uh, uh, on Mandalore, and he was talking about like the night of a thousand tears and stuff like that. So he was there. I don't know if he was directly linked to uh, the what was it the, the Great Purge? I guess they called the purge.
0: By the way, yes, Moff Gideon.
1: Moff, see, I, I want to say Moffat like Little Miss Muffet, but it was Moffat. Moff is his title. Moff, Moff Gideon. Okay, thank you, thank you. We had yeah. to Google that really quick. Um, so he was guilty of these war crimes on Mandalore. So that would explain. Why he's in possession of it, um, and why he knows um, Mando's real name.
0: Uh, it would the the one thing that uh, that I I really liked at, at the end of uh, mm-hmm. the the season finale was uh, uh, David Weathers.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like, hey baby, do the ha- do the magic hand thing,
1: and the baby, it made... the,
0: the, the, the baby <laughs> just waves. baby Yoda just waves at him. <laughs> <laughs> but but that that does make uh-huh. br- bring up an interesting question. Mm-hmm. So, the Mandalorian mm-hmm. is supposed to be five years after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So that's about twenty five ish years mm-hmm. after the Jedi fell. Mm-hmm. And at least in this world, um, nobody knows, but, like like. None of these characters seem to be aware of the Jedi. That's getting stuck in your
1: craw, isn't it?
0: Yeah, nobody seems to be aware of the Jedi being fairly recent. Like, all of these characters would have been alive when the Jedi were still around. So how come everybody's like... Well, I don't know what this what this kid can do. It's so amazing.
1: Or, like, as the armorer is saying, she's like, I've heard of such tales of people, of sorcerers called the Jedi.
0: Which, in fairness, mm-hmm. like, the, the Jedi actually... Fought like, Mandalorians. Yeah, fa- fought Mandalorians before they became part of the Republic. Yeah. So, like, that part of the story is fine, but... Mm-hmm there was like a thousand years of them being part of the Republic and the Jedi being around. So
1: the only thing I will say is um, it is a massive universe. The universe just by its own nature is very massive. And maybe they're in like some small corner of the galaxy that hasn't really heard it, but about what I really loved about like, again, like the, not just the the scene with the armorer, um, kicking butt, but I enjoyed her explaining. Yes, I've heard of like, you know, people being able to use their like the force. She didn't say the force, she's like, use their this power, the sorcery, and they are called the Jedi. So you get a little bit of, you know, they're getting to know a little bit more of why Baby Yoda is so valuable. And on top of it, it was so great. She was just like, until you can find, um, Either the baby comes of age or you can find his own kind to take care of him. You're his father. So literally, it's a show about a single dad in space just trying to make it in the world (laughs) with his little adopted son. And I love it. It takes this... I love like the juxtaposition that they had of like Mando's, a flashback memory of him being carried off by um, a Mandalorian and then him carrying off baby Yoda in yeah. the same manner, I loved it. I love the series. I cannot wait for season two. More of that, please.
0: Well, I think when they were developing, uh, you know, The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. uh, I believe that they said that this was going to be like a completely standalone thing. Uh-huh. I think mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not totally sure on that, but it'll be interesting to see if like h- how this ends up connecting with with the bigger Mm -hmm. star wars universe because uh you know baby baby Yoda would be at an age where um you know like this this whole thing at at some point this whole journey for him could end with him handing him to luke skywalker Mm -hmm. and saying here train this kid
1: yeah though i did i was watching um some reaction videos from um a group of people's on the youtubes sorry if i don't recall your name off the top of my head, um, but they called him uh, a Yoda Lorian. Um, so I think oh, that yeah. it would, that would be a good kind of um, interesting way to take um, instead of because, like all of the the Yoda species that we've come into contact with, whether it's canon or not canon, they've all been Jedi mm-hmm. um, or Jedi Masters. In the case of you know Grandmaster Yoda and was it Grandmaster Yaddle too? She was yeah. Grandmaster too. Um, but either way, they were both on the Jedi Council. It'd be interesting to see a little Yoda alien creature, not a Jedi, but a Mandalorian. And with a with little Mandalorian armor. That'd be cute.
0: Tiny Disney, Mandalorian.
1: Tiny yeah. Mandalorian armor. Disney, get on that. I would buy that. <laughs> but yeah, totally. I, I, I adore this series. Um, I want more of it.
0: Well, you got to wait about nine months to, oh, to get more of it.
1: So bogus. Why do they do that to us?
0: One thing you don't have to wait for is uh, great headphones and accessories from tweakedaudio.com.
1: Ah, and they have eight colors and styles to choose from, as well as mic'd and unmiced would versions. And designed, you know, very well to design for great sound, for music and talk. And they have a noise-reducing design as well.
0: And they have a limited lifetime warranty, so you want to go to tweakedaudio.com. And uh, you can also use the promo code GCG and get 33% off. Mm.
1: That's a good deal.
0: And free worldwide shipping anywhere in the world.
1: That's a great deal.
0: Not to Mandalore, but, Not, yeah. but anywhere, in, anywhere in this world.
1: And while you're using your tweaked audio headphones, you can listen to some other great podcasts on the Radio Misfits Network, like, you know, the Mr. Nails In Show or The Bike Goes On, Let's Talk Food, which is a personal favorite of mine. We have Second String Sports Dorks, The Winemakers, The Car Guys Reports.
0: And Minutia Men.
1: And Minutia Men. One
0: of my favorites. One of my favorites.
1: Fantastic. So, yes, grab your tweaked audio headphones and listen to all of the great podcasts that are on the Radio Misfits Network, including this one.
0: And over the holidays, we also got to see uh, The last, uh, the Rise of Skywalker.
1: Did not need headphones for that one because we were in a theater. That's true. Yes. So, yeah, we did see The Rise of Skywalker, and I know that um, the... The Star Wars movies, as of late, have been a bit of a lightning rod for controversy. Like the last, what uh, was it, The Last Jedi well, right. it was pretty some people, well panned.
0: Some people had some hot takes on that one.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was horrible.
0: Well, I, uh, um, I've, I've said before, and I'll say it again mm-hmm. I really liked Luke's story. Being the in that.
1: crotchety old man.
0: I thought everything else was was kind of hot garbage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but mm-hmm. I really liked Luke's story. And, and the the funny thing is, like Luke's story is the thing that made most people mad. But I I liked it. I I could see where they were going with that.
1: Yeah. Um. So here's my hot take for the rise of Skywalker. It's not as bad as people are trying to make it out to be on the on the Twitter sphere.
0: I think that's going to be a blurb on the on mm-hmm. the blue. Blu ray release. Not as
1: bad as people were making it out to be on the internet.
0: Mr. Callahan, um, <laughs> Geek Counter
1: <laughs> um My only issue with it, honestly, was that it just kind of felt like something was missing. And uh, the future sister in law, uh, Ruthie, holla at you. Um, she kind of brought it up pretty well. She's like, it's almost as if they were playing it too safe. And that's what I'm going with until I can kind of better. Um, figure out how my personal feeling on it. It's like I feel like something was missing. Um other than that, um I think the dialogue in some places was a little corny, like you know, when Ray was fighting Palpatine, you know, he's like, I'm all the Sith and I'm all the Jet. I'm like, eh, that's a little cringe. But overall, I thought what they did, um for what it was, and and you have to give them at least some credit. I mean you're this is supposed to be like tying up this entire beloved franchise. The end of like the Skywalker story will still get Star Wars, you know, movies, I'm assuming, because this is this is Disney. Right. Kind of like they're making it like the Star Wars version of the MCU, I'm assuming.
0: I think that's the idea. Yeah,
1: Um, I would love to see more Rogue One type films. Anyway, I'm kind of getting off base here, but um, that's a lot. Of pressure and a lot of expectation put on one movie, considering that it spans like the universe spans like what thirty something years,
0: forty actually forty.
1: Um, so um, taking that into account, i I think they did well for what it was. Um, I think it was okay. What did I I'd give it? Like two and a half stars, almost three out of four.
0: That doesn't sound great, actually.
1: Well, I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was fantastic. It didn't completely blow my skirt up i think some of the elements in there i really really liked um
0: well one thing that i, I wanted to talk about was uh general leia's mm-hmm. part in the story yeah which i thought based on the situation mm-hmm. they handled really well yeah but the funny the, the thing that struck me as kind of funny is mm-hmm. in the lead up to this they kept saying, oh, you know, we had all this unused footage from The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and, mm-hmm. and we had to stitch the story around it. And I just didn't see that. No. Like, I saw her saying, a bu- like clear- well, not clearly, they, they did a really good job visually of it, mm-hmm. but superimposed into scenes just saying, yes, do that. And that's going to be proper or something like that like she was saying just completely innocuous things like mm-hmm. I I just simply didn't see how they had yeah. to write the story around it. it's just oh they found her saying a bunch of innocuous things mm-hmm. and managed to to make it make it fit in there mm-hmm. so I, I I just thought that was kind of funny but but the way that they you know that that aside all the all the build up to it, what they actually did with it worked worked yeah. just fine the the one thing that i i will say about this the story itself is i thought that uh ben solo mm-hmm. dying at the end was it, there was absolutely no need for that to happen no because it, it was it was actually very padme-esque mm-hmm. in that oh his life force was gone so you know he, he couldn't save a little bit for himself so that he'd still be alive too because I think it would have been a lot more interesting if mm-hmm. in the last, you know, couple scenes, when Rey comes back to the, uh, you know, to the, to the Resistance camp,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Ben Solo's with her, and she's got to explain, hey, he's a good guy now. Yeah. Because that, that was actually a thing that was cut out of The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. is uh, at the beginning, there was supposed to be a scene where Leia was in the New Republic Senate. And somebody basically outs her as Darth Vader's daughter, and wow. that's why she ends up going heading off to lead the resistance because uh-huh. she's been sort of ostracized by the the New Republic. Mm-hmm. And it actually would have been kind of a cool bookend yeah. to that to that story if yeah. she's got to explain, uh-huh. "Hey, Ben Solo is a good guy again."
1: Yeah. Well, on that note, um, I know a lot of people had an issue with Ray taking on the name Skywalker instead of. Spoiler alert: She's Palpatine's granddaughter, which kind of explains why you know she's so as powerful as she is, and so I kind of think that chips away at like the the charges of her being a Mary Sue.
0: Right, I, I think it explains a lot. I, yeah. I think I think that actually explains a lot better than just. Oh, she's nobody and she Mm -hmm. just happens to be more powerful than everybody else Mm -hmm. like to to me that makes a lot more sense yeah
1: and then i liked her like it showed her training so she's she's learning so it's not like just like hey i have no training whatsoever and i can do all this
0: stuff yeah she's not perfect
1: (laughs) yeah she's not perfect
0: so like like actually mm -hmm. to to that point she Mm -hmm. uh she's doing her her training and doesn't make it through the the training Mm -hmm. course
1: yeah yeah so uh you know kind of piggybacking off of leia being outed as you know darth vader's daughter i understand why or you know why somebody like ray would be like you know what i'm ray skywalker you know mm-hmm. instead of being because you know she had like a kind of a thing going on with well, that will probably be like solo that would be her last name that's probably what i would have done if I, that was my main man like if you were like you know keith solo and you were like, you know, here, Misty, all of my life force. Uh, and then I'd probably take your last name. But I understand okay, all that I to can, say. I can
0: see that. Yeah. All
1: that to say, I understand why she took Skywalker instead of saying, hi, I'm Ray Palpatine.
0: Because even on Tatooine, that probably would have uh, <laughs> rung some been, bells.
1: Yeah, problematic a little bit. So for people getting all upset that she takes on the name Skywalker, understand why she did it. Though, personally, I think it would have been cooler if she's like, I'm Ray Solo. It's not like she's been taking Ben's last
0: name. Well, speaking of people getting upset about things that just they they really shouldn't care about, mm-hmm. um, there there was a lot of uproar over uh, Kelly Marie Tran's uh, character Rose Tico. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked but, her
1: character. I didn't think, think anything wrong with her.
0: Uh, basically, they they felt like uh, there, there's there's some people who felt mm-hmm. like she was kind of sidelined in the movie and didn't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm thinking she wasn't she wasn't a huge character
1: no she so she yeah. was
0: she was there she was obviously you know i liked was, her as like a tertiary things. character yeah
1: but she wasn't like even a secondary well, or so in uh mm-hmm.
0: star trek beyond uh they decided not to have uh, carol marcus come back
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know from star trek into darkness and the wrath of khan but
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know coming back from that that movie and it wasn't because like they didn't like her as a character or anything there was just so much so much else going on that they couldn't really figure out a way to work her into the story so uh, Simon Pegg who wrote the wrote Star Trek Beyond basically uh-huh. said yeah she was there we just didn't you know, she was she was off doing her own thing, and she didn't factor into the story. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the same thing. Like she she wasn't a huge character in yeah. in um, in the Last Jedi, and she was just around. She was what you know, like w- was anybody really upset that Wedge Antilles didn't have a a, a big role in Return of the Jedi because that was you know that was the last uh, movie at that point? No, mm-hmm. he had a smaller role than. Uh, Mm -hmm. in uh, The Rise of Skywalker. But Mm -hmm. I I would say she's a character like Wedge, Mm -hmm. you know. There's really no reason for her to have a huge role in it.
1: Yeah, true. And I don't
0: think it was, you know... I I, I don't think it was because for some reason there was some sort of, you know, dumb fan backlash against her Mm -hmm. after uh, The Last Jedi. I think she's just not somebody who factored into that story all that much. But she was there, so...
1: No, I, I think uh, the unfortunate thing with um, you know Rise of Skywalker again being what it is, it's like you're tying up you know this beloved franchise, at least the Skywalker story portion of it. Yeah, um, you're not going to make anyone happy, you know, or not no. everybody. Excuse well, me, you're I not going to make you know everybody happy.
0: I, I think that's the. That that's the reason why Rose probably didn't factor into the story to a mm-hmm. huge extent, is because they had a lot of loose ends to wrap up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they they all all those loose ends didn't actually involve her. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of other mm-hmm. story to tell.
1: Yeah. So overall, um, I think it was okay. Not the greatest Star Wars movie, um, but it's not definitely it's better than Phantom Menace. You know, so. I, people well, panning it is like being like this horrible thing, and oh, the Rotten Tomato scores is so low and everything. Eh, I think that has more to do with personal biases than actually just trying to um, judge the movie for what it is, you know.
0: Well, I still couldn't really figure out if uh, Palpatine is the Palpatine that we knew, or he's a clone, or or the Palpatines that mm-hmm. we saw, mm-hmm. you know, later on were they clones because. At the beginning, like, he looked like he was in pretty bad shape, because mm-hmm. uh, he was hooked up to a machine and everything. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he didn't have, like, the sort of, like, wrinkled, melted look of, you know, Palpatine when we last saw him. Mm-hmm. So he he really could have gone either way.
1: Yeah. Um, I think... Uh I think it's. I, I wish they explained more about Snoke. Was Snoke like a Palpatine clone or what have you? Because he was saying, I, I made Snoke and all of that. I like how they made, um you know, Ray and Ben, like, a, what do they call it? A, not, not a dual- A dyad. Think, a dyad. I think that was kind of cool. um And it kind of explains, you know, him sucking their power and becoming more powerful and all that kind of thing. I, I enjoyed that. I like where they were going with it. I, like I, I didn't.
0: It. Uh, I didn't understand how like uh, sucking their life force made his clothes look different. That was a little weird.
1: That was a little weird. Okay, I, I'll grant you that one. Um, also, there was like a. <laughs> I keep also, thinking about
0: why was there a stadium full of Sith? I, I <laughs> didn't get that one. And, in
1: there. And that's the, that's another thing. Where did all those Sith
0: come like, from? Like, I I get they're actually like trying to introduce the fact that like all of the Sith were involved in this, like. Mm-hmm. You know, but all, all so the Sith, Sith from the past.
1: Oh, uh, maybe, yeah. maybe they, instead of Force ghosts, well, no, there uh, were Sith ghosts, maybe? And, and, I
0: don't know. I, I think they were, they were supposed to be Sith ghosts. And um, because at one point there wasn't the Rule of Two. Mm-hmm. So there were more Sith in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think what they were getting at was that was like supposed to be a visual representation of all of the Sith. Like, I, I almost expected that at some point we were going to see like evil Anakin show up. Mm. Uh, or at least like visible in the crowd or something, but uh-huh. no, we didn't. We just heard his voice, mm-hmm. and it was good, Anakin.
1: Yeah. So anyway, I, I enjoyed it.
0: Speaking of not being able to please everyone, oh, we're we're making progress on our on our projects. Yes. So I've uh, I've actually uh, gotten to the point where enough people have uh, have read my story mm-hmm. and uh, have actually been able to understand it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which which is the thing I was I was most worried about not like uh, you know spelling and grammatical errors because that can be fixed but just that you know like from beginning to end somebody who didn't know the story would actually be able to understand it uh-huh. because I haven't written anything before huh. so you know that's a mm-hmm. that's a new experience for me but enough people who actually aren't related to me have read it uh-huh. and actually been able to follow it so I think we're in good shape there mm-hmm. so.
1: And you have met with a potential publisher.
0: Indeed, I have.
1: And would you like to explain to folks, you know, who might also be looking to publish, like where you're going? Was it a self-publishing? Is it full-blown publishing, like a corporate thing?
0: Well, there's basically three ways you can go, and this is this is how it was explained to me. Mm-hmm. It's basically, three ways you can go. There's traditional publishing, which mm-hmm. is, you know, what. What was the the norm for you mm-hmm. know what a couple hundred years mm-hmm. there's uh there's self publishing
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is you know new over the past decade, probably actually like five years but mm-hmm. but let's say decade and then there's uh, sort of a, a a model that's that's somewhere in between mm-hmm. Um, where instead of the, uh, the the publisher like taking all of the all the costs of making the book, you mm-hmm. sort of like go halvesies on it. Okay. And so that's what I'm looking at because uh, uh, actually printing a it turns out that publishing a fiction book mm-hmm. uh, as a as essentially a nobody
1: mm-hmm.
0: is just like not going to happen. Okay. Like a, a traditional publisher just isn't. They they're not even going to talk to you unless you have literary agents and there's only like a hundred literary agents left. Wow. Um. So that's not really an option. No. Um. But I I think uh, I think this hybrid option will work really well. Mm-hmm. And I'll probably have more to say on that coming up. But okay. That that's where that's that's where I'm going with it.
1: All right. Sweet. And, and as far as like drawing is concerned. Um, finishing up my uh, little dinky mini comic, which is just going to be kind of like a funny joke. I'm finishing that up. Um, I also got a lot of markers over Christmas. Thank you, Santa, a.k.a. Keith and family. Um, and so I plan on drawing um, some, you know, traditional, you know, pictures and stuff like that. Um, just finished one and I posted it on the Twitter at um, you can follow it at Regeneratorum or at Misty A. Callahan and you can see some of the artwork I just posted or on my Twitter or not on my Twitter but uh, my Instagram which is also at Misty A. Callahan or at Regeneratorum um, so basically this is what I'm going to do because um, I want to gear up and start getting things rolling for the new year uh, finish up the website. Um, I'm going to make a picture, a, sort of like a mock um, cover for a comic, uh, for, you know, my comic book or whatever, and I'll make prints of that. And so for the first 10 patrons or Patreons, whatever, Patreons, uh, patrons on Patreon, uh, they'll get a print of that, uh, kind of to entice the peoples to, you know, help fund my art's so, because girl needs some more markers, um, I appreciate uh, the markers that you got me for a Christmas. But I need the expansion pack for all the flesh tones, so that costs uh, some monies. Also, um, just to gear up and get some more um, stuffs for the uh, print uh, was Clip Studio Paint. Excuse me. So, some more add-ons for that. So, yeah. Hopefully so, to launch a Patreon. So keep a lookout for that. Um and help fund my arts.
0: And going to Patreon dot com slash geek counter geek and supporting the podcast will also help us uh help us launch your arts.
1: Yeah. Launch my arts. And also you know it's just been really hard. Um I, I was just talking to a buddy of mine. You know, just between the holidays and planning our wedding and everything, is I just gotta get down into a good um you know uh workflow mm-hmm. you know it was funny uh going down to see your family over the holiday break here um we went to alabama huntsville alabama for those who you want to know and um your mother asked me about uh <laughs> about decorations and dresses and such and i'm just like or like a uh, uh, registries and i'm like Yes, there will be decorations.
0: That's, that's definitely something that's going to happen.
1: And yes, I will register <laughs> places.
0: Well, so so the one thing that that I will say is uh-huh. you know like my my uh, my my book uh-huh. was uh, something that I probably in total was working on for about six years, mm-hmm. and probably about eighty percent of the writing was done in the past year. Okay, um, and the. the the thing that that really helped was actually just saying, okay, this is going to be my writing time mm-hmm. and sort of like making that somewhat sacred. And mm-hmm. So maybe I just have to have to poke and prod you a little bit to say, hey, it's okay, time to go, go do some drawing. But
1: then guess what? Eventually, Mr. Man, that means you'll have to take over some of the dinner making duties, sir.
0: Okay. I, I'm willing to do that. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make.
1: <laughs> so, a couple of evenings a week, maybe you make dinner and um, I'll do some drawing and stuff like that. All right. So, yeah, there's that. Also, want to say a quick thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who voted for the next uh, pop culture blind spot movie that we will be watching. Mr. Keith Conrad will be watching. The Running Man. Woo! I'm so excited. I like that movie.
0: Well, I've never seen it, so I may like it too. You never know.
1: And it's from the 80s. You'll probably be like, Ooh, stupid. Man. But anyway, I, I enjoyed it. Um, so maybe we'll get to Logan's run eventually down the line because I know people kept saying for me that I really need to watch Apollo 13. Um, so maybe we'll kind of rotate the poll around again eventually and see if we can get you up with Logan's run or something else. But yeah, so we'll be watching The Running Man and Keith Conrad next um, podcast, which will come after the New Year. So happy early New Year everybody. Um, Keep a look out for the next podcast where Keith will give you his thoughts on The Running Man.
0: Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at RadioMisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Cabatron. Tron?